This is Histories and Mysteries. I'm Ashley. I'm Jessica. And I'm Rochelle. And on this week's episode, we have a guest. Yay! Her name's Brittany, and she has so ever so graciously agreed to come on the podcast. She has experienced a lot of spooky shit, so she's going to give us some real-life stories. Which we love. And you guys also may have noticed that Rochelle's here! Hi, guys! You know, I couldn't miss this one. Yeah, we figured (laughs) she had to come on this one since she works at the Haunted Walk, and we're sure she probably has some cool stories to share, so... But here's Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming coming on. We really appreciate it. Awesome. So you said you had a couple stories from like your childhood. So this has been going on for you for years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, When it kind of started when I was probably around seven or eight years old. And kind of since then, it's kind of just been... I run into things here and there. I run into a lot of just weird feelings, energies, mm-hmm. things like that. My, uh, my grandma or my Nana used to, she's a very religious woman. And, um, she used to talk about how, um, I had a certain kind of heart that would draw in like the supernatural or things that were different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. I was just a little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think she was right because it wasn't like it was, oh, a one-time fluke thing. It was kind of like, oh, this has followed me my whole life and has become a little bit of an expected pattern in some ways. So, okay. yeah. So would um, you say, like, would you call yourself like a medium or like, oh, I no was you. just about to ask that. <laughs> um, I would say I'm probably an empath. Okay. Um, I'm really good at picking up like energies. Like I've um, I can walk into someone's house and tell you whether or not I'll be comfortable or not, or if I feel like something's up or like even the vibe is weird. Um, that's one of the reasons why it was such a hard time for my husband and I to find a house because we'd find one we loved and I walk in and go, mm, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very much the same way as you. Oh, yeah. I very literally, so. I'll never forget. We walked into one and I felt like sick to my stomach, but I went upstairs and I was by myself and I felt like multiple people were watching me. <gasps> and oh, uh, thank he, you. No. And he was downstairs talking to the realtor and I was like, so this is not an option anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And so he finally gave up and goes, just find us a house and I'll pay for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I just bought a house and I would like you to tour it for me, please. (laughs) For real. I've had my friends before be like, I actually want you to come over and tell me, but I don't want to (laughs) know. So most of the time, yeah, most of the time if I walk in somewhere and I don't say anything, odds are it's fine. Oh, it's a spider. (laughs) Oh, that's not a good way to start this. I just had a spider fall on my face earlier today. It was horrifying. It was traumatizing. No, no. (laughs) Trying to relax in the pool and a giant spider flew onto my face. Oh, gosh. Speaking of other cringy things, ghosts and spiders. (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, gosh. Um, So I would say if, yeah, my first thing that ever happened to me when I was little was uh, my mother was in a horrible accident and um, it actually happened in our backyard. And, um, she basically ended up, um, 
completely damaging her finger and it was caught in into a ladder that had disengaged and collapsed <gasps> and it was the middle of the night um so basically what had happened was we were in the middle of getting our roof retiled they said they were going to come back the next day to finish the problem was it started raining that night and my dad woke up because something hit him on the face it was water so he went outside and was trying to put bricks on top of the roof. It's a single story home just to get us through the night. So it wouldn't leak. Mm-hmm. And of course my mom woke up and she went out to go follow him. It's pouring rain. It's like a full blown storm. And she goes, you know, the, if we work together, this will get done faster. And on her last trip uh, up the ladder, the like wind blew and the way that she was standing made the ladder start to go backwards. Oh gosh. And had she have fallen, she would have landed on the pile of bricks. Oh God. So my dad jumped off the roof and grabbed the ladder. But as soon as he did, it was one of those long, like industrial ladders that slammed together. Uh And it did. And it caught her middle (gasps) finger. Oh, and she actually hung from the ladder by her (gasps) finger. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So <laughs> it was horrible. Basically, the entire neighborhood woke up to my mom screaming her lungs out, obviously. Yeah. Everyone's calling 911, an ambulance comes and everything. Um, and it was horrible. Uh, but little did I know that night was a very different experience for me. Um, I had been having a hard time sleeping. It might have been the storm, I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember all of a sudden feeling like I could hear someone in the hallway and my door was open and I looked to it and there was almost like this soft glowing figure mm. in my doorway. And I was terrified. I'm seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. And so I threw my blanket over my head and I remember like counting to 10 and then looking up again. Oh, you're brave. And and the thing was standing next to me. (gasps) Oh, God. And so I like, I remember pulling myself into a ball. And then I felt hands over my ears. Like they were covering my ears. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And when I opened my eyes, it was in the hallway again. And it went into my sister's room. And then it came back out, stood in the hallway, looked back at me, and it was gone. Was it protecting you from your mom's scream? Neither my sister or I woke up that entire <gasps> night, but the entire block did. Wow. Oh, I got chills. Yeah. I have chills. And so I woke up the next morning and my grandfather was at the house and he had told me that something happened and my mom was in the hospital. And I told him, you know, I didn't hear anything. I had no idea. And um, they tried to figure out what's going on. And I said, I think someone came to my room last night and I explained it to them. And, you know, again, I grew up in a very religious family. And they were all saying, oh, you know, maybe a guardian angel came uh-huh. and protected yeah. you because I know had my sister and I gone out there and seen how bad it was because there was blood everywhere. It was it was horrific um, that it really would have messed us up. Yeah. So it was just that was my very first experience of anything like that. Um, oh, that's so crazy. Ew. Yeah, it was. It, it's both comforting and yeah. scary. Yeah, like, <laughs> because it's like I don't know what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm able to look back in hindsight and go, "That probably changed everything as far yeah. as how that went for my parents too." Because that would have been yeah. awful for my parents to have had to take care of us. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. Do you think that entity, whatever it was, ha- have you seen it again? Has it like followed you throughout life, or was it a one-time thing? 
You know, I could have sworn I saw it once again when I was a teenager, but I've always been one of those people too, where I'm a skeptic about like, just thinking, oh, maybe this isn't my mind playing a trick on me. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I don't remember like a specific time where that entity ever came back to me. Okay. And that's why it was also so strange too. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, I didn't know anyone, no one close to me had passed away. So it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, my family's only kind of explanation was, oh, it must have been an angel kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, And honestly, it could have been like a nice guardian angel protecting you. Who knows? Like everything, right? Or your spirit guide or just, yeah. Because like you said, your whole life could have changed from that moment if you had have experienced it. So totally. And and I just thought it was just crazy too, to have watched, you know, it went in my sister's room and my sister never heard anything either. And it just felt like it was there for a reason. It did Mm. its job and it left. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So that was my very, very first one. Um, The next one happened within another year of that. Um, My my grandfather and I were my step grandfather and I were incredibly close. I used to call him my best friend. Oh, and um, so I'm seven, eight years old. And um, one night we get a phone call that he had had a massive heart attack. And so my family's in a in a and all freaking out, just trying to run around the house, pack. We got to go because he lives, my grandparents live three and a half hours away. So mm. we got to get on the road now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just a little girl. I hear that some, my grandpa's in the hospital. We don't know what's happening. And I run in the other room and I lay on the couch and I just start crying my eyes out thinking something terrible's happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm all by myself. And all of a sudden I feel like I'm not. And I look across the room and I see my grandfather standing oh, no. there and he just smiled at me. And I felt like this warmth come through me where I was at peace for just a moment. Oh. And it just felt like he was comforting me. Oh. And he just gave me this sweet smirk that he always gave me. Mm-hmm. And then he was gone. And I ran in the other room to tell my mom, I'll never forget this as long as I live. And I said, mommy, grandpa Hal's an angel. (gasps) And she Mm -hmm. goes, no, honey, he's fine. He just went into the hospital. And about another minute or so later, we get a phone call and they said he died five minutes ago. Oh my gosh. And it kind of always obviously freaked my parents out. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I tried to explain to them, you know, I saw him probably within a few minutes of his passing. Wow. And, um, you know, I remember grieving his death so, so deeply. But that I think that experience at least gave me um, almost like a strange hug or comfort Mm -hmm. of being able to go. I think he just wanted to make sure I was okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've told this story on this podcast before, but my mom had a similar situation happen to her and her mom uh, for a long time was battling with lung cancer, um, Mm. basically just kind of slowly dying. And she was at the hospital with her It was towards the end. And they're like, you know, Dawn, you need to go home, get some rest. And so she went home and while she was sleeping, she had a dream and her mom came to her like 
she said she remembers she had like bright red lipstick on and you know at the time she was dying of cancer so she was not looking good you know very pale very gone she said she looked healthy and beautiful and had this bright red lipstick on and she told her like you know basically like I'm I'm leaving but it'll be okay you'll be okay and she woke up to the call from the hospital saying that her mom had passed wow so it's just crazy how things like that Mm -hmm. you know connect with your loved ones that's crazy I I actually really love stories like that though Mm -hmm. too because it's just this almost weird goodbye in a way yeah Mm -hmm. but not in a grieving way and more of a I just wanted to let you know you're going to be okay and I'm going to be okay yeah yeah my parents both have uh stories that are really similar when my grandpa my mom's dad passed away I was about eight so yeah I was still pretty young at the time um but my mom and dad were one night um chatting in one of the rooms upstairs and talking about I think like funeral plans stuff like that and um they were talking about like how it was going to be so hard to do and they didn't know like how they were going to get through it and the light started to flicker oh and then they like felt like that same feeling of like calm you know like the okay Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay and my dad was driving all of his um like navy his navy uniform and his medals to the celebration of life and he was like chatting like talking to my grandpa being like like Ray I don't know how I'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and he was stopped at a stoplight completely not moving and all of my grandpa's medals started to like shake and clink oh Oh, that's nice yeah just like uh I'm here it'll be okay that's so sweet yeah I actually really love stories like that yeah um the only thing is is while those two stories like really stuck with me my whole life and were beautiful in their own way Mm -hmm. um I have had the polar opposite yeah um (laughs) uh that I will never forget for as long as I live because it was almost a year long Oh, wow. Of just on and off events that would only happen when my husband was gone. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yes. So it's like Um, it was taunting you. Yes. So at the time, um, see, my son was probably about, I don't know, a couple months old. And um, my husband worked the night shift. So, you know, he was asleep all day, gone all night. Oh, the worst time. <laughs> oh, the worst time. And, some uh, night shifts coming up here. So I think that uh, when that happens, I'm going to remember this and be terrified. <laughs> best of luck. That's Don't go like in your bathroom, Ashley. My best friend's mom used to have like all sorts of creepy stories from when she worked the night shift. Ugh. Yeah, honestly, I'm sure he has creepy ones too because that's back when he used to work at the jails. Oh, geez, uh, yeah. yeah. I swear, um, my um, I work for our police, like our Ontario Provincial Police, and I work at headquarters. And I swear, the basement is haunted. Ooh. Like we have motion sensor lights. When I was in the gym one night, all you could see was the motion sensor lights, but you couldn't see the security guard because usually you'd be able to see them walking by mm-hmm. doing their rounds, but you couldn't like 
there was no security guard and the lights were just turning on as though somebody was walking around. Mm. It was so creepy. And I'm just on the treadmill watching all the lights turn on like further, like going down the hall more and more. And I'm like, uh, oh like it was like triggering the things down the yep. hall oh my god like as yeah. though it was walking and it just kept triggering each light as it kept going and I like this you could see the security guard if the security guard was walking around oh my god and you, like there is nobody it was the creepiest thing and I always got like the worst feelings at nighttime in the basement it's just oh. so scary I don't like basements to begin with yeah no. <laughs> yeah not a fan yeah and we're like this big concrete building so it's just even creepier and it's just, just eerie there's like yeah. so many stories from the haunted walk that involve basements <laughs> oh no our new house has a basement oh, okay. well, no. peel it off <laughs> so what um, happened gonna... for that year-long oh, situation God. um so many different events happened. Um, but the very first one, my husband was actually home, but I was in the kitchen doing dishes after doing dinner and I heard someone whispering and I turned around thinking my husband was playing a joke on me because that's the kind of person he is. He loves Mm -hmm. to fuck with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I turned around and he wasn't there. And I went back to working and probably about 30 seconds later, I hear it again, but it's in my ear. (gasps) Like someone's talking over my shoulder. No. And so I turned to hit my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I like turned to swing and there's no one there. And so I thought he's being clever somehow. And I yell out, what the hell are you doing? And my husband comes out from the bathroom and he's like, I'm literally in here trying to have some private time. What the (laughs) hell is going on? (laughs) And I was like, you didn't just like come up behind me. He's like, no, babe. Like I've been in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And legit for men. (laughs) (laughs) And the baby is in the high chair, like across the room. Mm -hmm. No one's in the house. It just like irked me. Yeah. And it was after that night that things started slowly ramping up. Did you know what it said when it was whispering or was it just like unintelligible? It whisper? was an unintelligible whisper, okay. just like enough to where ASMR, you could... I was trying to ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just kind of sounded more like heavy breathing whisper. Okay. That Ew. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Rochelle, has that ever happened to you? Like any uh, whispering? No, thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank God, yeah. yeah, that that part was not a favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, my husband thought, oh, you know, she's got a very overactive imagination. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's a naturally stressed woman. <laughs> you know, it's it's nothing. Um, and he's a big skeptic too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried to very gently explain to him as the months went on that something is in the apartment and it is making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I tried to explain little things to him. Like I said, at the time we had an infant and my husband would be gone at work. It would be dead silent. And I would hear things over the baby monitor. 
Mm -hmm. it was one of those that really picked up like everything so you Mm -hmm. could hear like the crunch of the carpet when someone was stepping Mm. and someone was walking across the room I could hear the carpet and you didn't have any like animals or like that we weren't allowed to have any animals in the apartment it was just me and my son alone in the apartment um and a couple of times I was like wow my mind is really fucking with me and uh, it got to a point where I, I thought for sure, like there's someone in there. Yeah. And I go in there because I finally start to hear my kids stir and he sounds like he's upset. And I, you know, go in to check on him. Of course, there's nothing there. That's how you know it's real. As soon as the kid starts getting upset. So yes, it was me and him that were the ones that were affected by whatever this thing was. Um, And again, it started to ramp up. Some nights I could have sworn I heard the rocking chair over the baby monitor. Oh, hell no. Um, (laughs) My kid would wake up out of nowhere just screaming his lungs out. And he's not a crybaby. He was never one of those. Uh And he would just wake up so upset to where he was hysterical. Oh, my gosh. And there were nights where I thought I heard whispering in his room um at one point I could have sworn I heard my name um and so it got to a point where I was starting to just be nervous to be home alone yeah and that's when I started having um like night paralysis issues oh no um mm -hmm. and I would have these quote-unquote nightmares where I would be in my room. Everything would be the same. You know, there's no unicorn in the corner telling me this is a dream or whatever. Like (laughs) everything looks exactly (laughs) as it should be. I'm in the same place. My blankets are in the same place, but there's a black figure in the corner of my room just staring at me. Oh my gosh. And all of a sudden I'd feel like my heart stop. And then I would shoot up like I had been awake again because I woke up the first time feeling like, oh, I actually woke from a dream only to find out that I would wake a second time and the thing was gone. Oh gosh. And I would have this again and again, except sometimes you'd stand in a different corner and it was just always watching me. And I thought maybe I was just a very sensitive person having a lot of nightmares. I was really trying to rationalize the shit out of this. So I didn't Mm -hmm. have to deal with the fact that maybe there was actually something in my house. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it just got worse. Um, There was one day where um, I had my son in his high chair and I was letting him watch TV while I was feeding him breakfast or lunch. And I had uh, decided that we needed to get some napkins. So I put a glass jar of baby food with one of those like kind of like heavier metal baby spoons in the cup. And I put it on top of the entertainment center. And so it's about six feet away, maybe five feet away from my son. And I walk into the kitchen and I hear a ding and I turn around and I realize there's baby food all over the floor. And I'm like, just my instinct is, oh shit, there's baby food on the floor. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, why? <laughs> and yeah. I realize it's because the spoon was at the base of his chair. It had flung from out of the jar and across the room. No. Oh. And it was, it was not like, there's like, no- it just fell and. Like there's, you would have had to lift the spoon 
and it would have had to have gone six feet to hit his high chair. Oh my, my heart is like beating so fast because girl, how do you like, think I felt? <laughs> <laughs> like I am so on edge right now. Like a noise just happened in my closet. Ashley's freaking dog scared the crap out of me. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Ashley's god dog got me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. He's pinky. <laughs> Pinky's uh, real scary. Oh, <laughs> no, he he looked like he was flat out terrifying. I just was not <laughs> expecting him coming out of the side. <laughs> when I'm in the middle of talking about some of my most vulnerable moments. Oh, it's terrifying. And like Ashley and I have kids too that are at the baby food stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is just terrifying. Oh, yeah. No more spoons. I have plastic spoons, so I won't even hear it. (laughs) And I tried to explain it to my husband. I'm like, there's no way rationally this could have happened. Like, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, there's no way this could have happened. There's no way my son could have gotten it. No one else is in the house. Mm -hmm. And again, it was, oh, maybe you put it to the edge or something like that. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it came out of the jar and went across the room. And um, again, he, you know, very big skeptic was like, okay, Brittany. And um, (laughs) at one point uh, I had kind of a last straw moment. And it was one night I had gone in to get my son because he sounded really upset. And I left the door open just a crack so that some light would come in, but not enough to disturb him so I could put him back to sleep. And I'm holding him and he stops crying and he peers over my shoulder as if he's looking at something. And I can see the light change because the door suddenly closes behind me. No. And he was watching whatever was at the door. Sorry, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) She straight up left. Her, her baby is probably crying. Oh, good. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, she wanted to stop and leave. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, I can't. I think he really likes to play too. So maybe she was getting really rambunctious. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that night, I, I swear to God, I felt like my heart had fallen into my stomach because yeah. clearly my son had seen something. And then there was something behind me making the door move. So I was like, well, you're not sleeping in here tonight. Yeah. So took him to bed with me and we went to sleep. And again, I had one of those quote unquote dreams of the thing in the corner. And so I was like, that's it. I'm not even a spiritual person, but I'm going to figure this out. I got to do something. And so I, when my husband was gone one day, went around the house saying like, you're not welcome here. I don't know what you are, but you got to get the F out. Like you're screwing with my kid now and I draw the straw like that's that that's it and um said like some forced prayers just trying to get myself to be like I don't care if it works I don't care and after that for about two months it stopped oh good and I thought oh okay so I just had to scare it out that's fine um no it uh one night came back and this was one of the more bizarre ones um again my husband's working the night shift and we're in a smaller apartment so you can hear everything that's kind of going on and um in the middle of the night i hear the front door unlatch and open and 
then no lights come on, but then I hear the door close and what sounds like either footsteps or putting down a bag or something. I, it sounded like someone had definitely come into the house. Mm. And I called out to my husband thinking he got home early and um, no one answered. And when I go and look, nothing's moved. Um, no one's there. I call my husband just to see again is, are you fucking with me for some reason? And he's like, I'm at work. I can't talk to you about your crazy right now. <laughs> um, but I knew that night I was like, it's back. Like, I didn't know what brought it back. Um, there had been like a lot of tension in my life at that time. I don't know if it just kind of made it feel like it was welcome again. I don't know. I just had a really creepy image come into my brain that like this thing came inside with a bag, like yeah. a little suitcase or a bag. And like, oh, and, like, I'm back. Like, yeah. Back from his vacation. Yes. <laughs> and it just, it was so eerie. It was just, it made me so uncomfortable. And I kept trying to convince my husband. I'm like, I'm straight up not crazy. I swear. Like something <laughs> is really bad here. And um, it wasn't until um, one night I finally got the balls to talk to it. It was the first time I'd ever straight up like talked to it besides telling it to get out. And I was sitting in the family room and I remember I was just ready to shit myself the entire time. I was so scared. <laughs> I bet. Ashley. Yeah. And my, you know, my husband's not home. I'm all by myself. And I start talking to it. And I was like, if you're here, let me know. And I would repeat it maybe every few seconds just because I was waiting to get anything. And finally, I hear a tapping on the wall. And I said, was that you? And it tapped again. <gasps> no. And I was like, I'm, I, my whole body like went into like this coiled, like, okay, this is where I die. Kind of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, horrible. and I finally asked, are you the one who's been screwing with my kid? Because it just made me like angry all of a sudden because yeah. and all of a sudden I hear two bangs on the wall right next to me and it was answering yeah yeah I'm the one that's been fucking with your kid and as soon as that happened I literally stood up and I went nope fuck this I'm out I'm done I don't want to talk to you anymore and um again it was more of like I think all that did was bring it back even more Mm. um and so again it was creating issues for my kid while he was sleeping. Um, I could tell he was always looking and seeing something in the corner or something oh. that I couldn't see. No, um, thank you. Yeah. Oh. He would just stop and kind of like, look around me. Like someone's trying to get his attention and did not make me feel comfortable at all. Yeah. Um, so finally got to a point where I told my husband, I was like, listen, we've been looking to move to a house. Let's just do it. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. and um and he's like all right well we were looking to get out of here anyway and towards the end um my one of my creepiest moments that I had had that actually brought me to tears um my husband was in the other room on the computer and I decided to go to bed early and I was laying in bed 
And all of a sudden I feel weight on the other side of the bed, sit down. <gasps> and so I was like, and I'm turning the other way. So I'm thinking my husband came to bed and then I turn and there's no one there. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I turn back around and then all of a sudden I can feel a whole body lay next to me. <gasps> and I just straight up threw myself out of the bed and ran into the other room, shaking and sobbing, telling him something crawled into the bed with me. Yeah. Oh, did no, not like it horrible. at all. Um, and then we had two more instances before we moved out. One, I was um, in the shower one night and I wasn't even in bed and I had turned and for a brief moment, the thing was in the doorway watching me in the shower. No. And I remember I screamed. And then when I turned back around, it was gone. And I was like, okay, this thing is actually getting like aggressive now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not comfortable at all. And again, my husband thought I had been bananas and we were getting ready to finally move. And one night he had been home from the night shift. So he took care of the baby when he woke up in the middle of the night. But when I came out, when I got up that morning, my husband wasn't in bed and I went out into the family room and he's asleep with the baby on the couch, which is weird for him to do. And so I was like, uh, are you okay? And he goes, I could not in good conscience, put the baby back in his room last night. And I said, why is that? And he goes, I'm starting to think you're not as crazy as I thought you were. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I went, please tell me more. Um, and he goes, well, you know, the, the baby started crying in the middle of the night. So I went to go check on him and uh, I picked him up. I was kind of walking him around the room and he goes, there's no light in the room. Like there's no um like night light, the, uh, there's no street light coming in, everything's closed and dark. And so nothing can reflect light. And all of a sudden he says he looks up and this mass grows in like the corner of the room up on the ceiling. And he looked at it and he's like, what the fuck is that? And all of a sudden it shoots across the ceiling and then disappears. And my husband is a scientific person. Mm -hmm. So he's looking around like, where could even light have been reflected from? Yeah. Because he was already in the dark and this thing was darker than the dark around him. And so he goes, oh, okay, well, that fucked with me and the baby. <laughs> and so he goes, so we sat up till about four in the morning watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse because I could not go back to sleep. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, very safe to watch. It's very scared. safe there. <laughs> And uh, so that was his one experience. And as we were getting ready to leave, I was the very last person in the apartment that day. And before I locked it, I stood in the doorway and I said, I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know who the fuck, what, why you've been haunting me, why you've been doing this to me. I don't know what I did to you, but you are not allowed to follow me. You are not allowed to come with me. And I never want to hear from you ever again. I forbid it. And I closed the door and I never heard from it again. Oh, God. I really hope this doesn't bring it back. No, because I've talked about it a lot throughout my life. Okay, okay good. And so <laughs> if it was coming back, it would have been back. Oh, because um, I've talked shit on it for years. <laughs>
Did like but, anybody yeah. die in that apartment or? So we did research to find out, like, did something happen here? I even straight up asked the people that worked there, did anything mm-hmm. happen in our apartment? And she goes, nothing's ever been reported. Like we never heard anything. I don't know what it could possibly be. And um, no one could make sense of it. No mm-hmm. one could make sense of what was going on and why and it was just kind of one of those I don't know if there was just a negative energy that got left there Mm -hmm. and just kind of lingered in that space and then also noticed I kind of had more of my defenses down in that way and it was able to kind of screw with me more Mm -hmm. because it felt like it was purposefully trying to mess with me it felt like it was trying to make me upset. Like it was trying to scare me. Yeah. Well, especially because it was only showing itself to you and not your husband. That's so it exactly seems like that's, it yeah. Like it's trying to make you feel like you're crazy. Yeah. Or like, and like I'm get alone. In between you and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that it was affecting my son too. Yeah. Really bothered me. Yeah. Um, but that was the last time that I heard from that thing. Thank God. I'm sorry to whoever moved in there. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, but it's not my fucking problem. Anymore. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe they weren't as open to like spiritual realm <clears throat> mm-hmm. as, you know, you ha- happen to be. So maybe they, they don't notice anything. Let's, let's hope for that for them. Fingers crossed. We're just, <laughs> we're just going to say that no one else had to deal with that shit again. Yeah. <laughs> Let us hope. And now I'm terrified to go into my child's nursery tonight. <laughs> Because Susan it is like night vision black in there. Now. Yes. And it's it, like right it, above my head, the monitor. Is oh, Evie yeah. short for evil? Honestly. <laughs> well, that's honestly, days. that's one of the things that people freak out the most when I talk to them. I'm like, they're like, here they hear the word baby monitor and they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <is> so freaky. <laughs> yeah, the monitor is right above my head on the headboard so that's where it has to be because you any little wake noise you up. yeah yeah i oh, get it horrifying i hated it but thank you so much You're so welcome. <laughs> has anything else happened to you like good or bad since then yes um the house that we moved into later um his my husband's grandmother was kind of like his second mother Mm-hmm. and um helped raise him and he was very close to her and um on uh, in december of the this year of that year i think it was like 2009 okay um she was at the end of her life she had very very advanced liver cancer mm. and so her whole body was bright yellow and you know she was not herself at all And, um, we had moved in about a month before and on Christmas day that year, I had said it was in the evening. I told my husband, I said, this is our last Christmas with your grandma. Let's go visit her just Mm -hmm. so that way you don't regret it. Right. Um, and by then she had, a nine children. Oh, wow. So she had lots of grandbabies Mm -hmm. and had lots of nieces and nephews and the family's very big. And so that day they all came to see her. And when we got there, everyone had just left. So all that was left was me, my husband, um, grandma and her husband, my mother-in-law and one of her sisters. 
and um grandma started kind of drifting in and out and uh, we were sitting with her and she was in hospice and everything like we knew it was only a matter of time yeah and when she was ready to let go that was when it was going to be and she uh she made a mess of herself and I told the guys to leave I was like this would make her very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know my Mm -hmm. mother-in-law and I are going to clean her up And so we did all that and we got her comfortable again. And the guys came back in and she did it again. And my Mm -hmm. mother-in-law went to clean her and I I stopped her and I said, she doesn't want any more. And literally you can hear her, like all she could say was, uh, uh, like trying to say, stop, stop, no more. Mm -hmm. And I said, she wants us to leave her alone. And I said, I think she's trying to let go. Mm -hmm. And so all of us sat around the bed. And, um, she, uh, she passed away with us right there. Um, Mm -hmm. we were holding her hand and talking to her and just telling her it was okay to let her go. And we know that she waited until all the kids were gone and all the family was gone. She didn't want to do that to them. Mm -hmm. And we sat with her until, until she passed. And, um, it was just really heartbreaking to see my husband so grief stricken and whatnot. Um, yeah. And, you know, I had spoken with my, technically my grandmother-in-law um, <laughs> before she had passed about a month and she knew that I was a singer and she asked me, would you sing my favorite song for me when I go? Ugh, and so-, so she said, will you sing it at my funeral? Aww. And I remember having this conversation with her and just going, yeah I mean if that's what you want like what do you say like yeah 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 if that's what you want of course yeah it is it is what I want so I said okay and um a couple days after she had passed my husband was gone out with my son and I had taken the time to rehearse the song for the funeral I wanted it to sound good Mm -hmm. and um I'm in the middle of singing it and at the other end of the hall, like I had a very long hall in my house. And at the end, I could hear what sounded like an old timey organ playing take me out to the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, either the boys got home and they're being weird or someone's playing something outside, but it kept yeah. going. So I went to go investigate. And when I did, it bounced to the other end of the hallway. Oh. And I was like, okay (laughs) and it stayed with me for about another 10 minutes and then it slowly faded away Mm -hmm. I was like that was weird as hell yeah but I thought okay I wonder if this has anything to do with Phyllis being gone that's grandma Mm -hmm. and so my mother-in-law and I were um at her funeral and I said I I don't know if this is a good time to ask but I just wanted to know does take me out to the ball game mean anything to you she just starts weeping Mm -hmm. and she goes, Oh my God, why would you ask me that? Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't know. I feel like something happened and I'm I'm trying to make sense of it. And I said, did that mean something to Phyllis? And she goes, not just to her, to the whole family. She was obsessed with baseball and during, and she also loved music and she had an old organ that she would play, take me out to the ball game and the kids would sing with her. Oh. And so she would always play it 
as kind of like a fun little thing. She goes, I don't know if you remember, but even when she passed, there was an old baseball game playing. And uh, she, and she goes, I don't understand how you knew that. And I told her what had happened. She just started smiling and she goes, Oh my God, she was telling us she's okay. She was trying Mm. to tell you to tell us she's okay. Oh, and she goes, I remember that was the first time I'd seen her smile since her mom died. Mm. And she goes, I think she really is okay. And it like sent like shivers down me, but like in a really good way. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was just like, wow. She knew she could come to me to tell me this in whatever way she could mm-hmm. to tell the rest of the family, Hey, I'm okay. Yeah. And, um, it was just, it was very weird, but it was just oddly so very special. I definitely will never forget that as long as I live. Even my husband thought that it was so strange that I would have, he's like, how would you even know that? I said, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even the fact that it sounded like the old organ was yeah. what was so funny too. It sounded like kind of what you'd imagine the old black and white videos kind of sounding like. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just. It was really interesting, especially since I had no idea what that would have meant to her. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other one that I can think of that it was very brief, but it sits with me poorly to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, my son couldn't have been more than two. And my... Uh, I come into the room and my son said that there was a man and he explained what he looked like. He said, he's not very tall. He's kind of bald (laughs) and he has a little bit of a belly and he was like explaining it. And he explained my grandfather. Oh, geez. Not the one that I had seen. Um, This grandfather, I technically have disowned as my grandfather because of the horrible things that he's done in his life before he died. Okay. Um, I think he was a monster of a human and Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed that he was my blood. Gotcha. Um, He also was responsible for hurting me when I was a child. Mm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And um, so... I never had any pictures of him. Mm-hmm. I never had any like memorabilia of him. I wanted to erase him from my life. I'm sure you never spoke of him. Like Never. Yeah. And he goes, he said he's sorry. Oh. And I said, who said he's sorry? He goes, the man. He said he was sorry. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's strange. And he goes, I smell like bubble gum which is what my grandfather always chewed was pink bubblicious bubblegum. And I remember asking him, do you see him anymore? Like, yeah. is he visiting? What is this? He goes, no, I just saw him like a little bit ago when I was playing and he never, he said he never saw him again, but it was oh. just this strange moment of him being able to know something he could not have possibly known. Yeah. Because he spent a lot of time with my parents, but my mother, again, had nothing to do with him either. Mm-hmm. So there's no way he could have described him, told anything about him, or even the fact that he was saying, I'm sorry. Well, and it that would make me sit poorly with me as well, because why are you 
coming to my son. That's what bothered me. Yeah. It was because he took advantage of me when I was a child. Mm. The idea of him being in my son's room yeah. or even coming to him, like it would have deeply upset me had he come to me, obviously. Right. But I didn't like that in a way I was like, I feel like he's still a predator even when he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that never sat with me well. And I remember yeah. sitting there that night and going, I don't know if you can hear me, but fuck your sorries. <laughs> Good for you. And um, and I never heard from him again. My son never talked about him again. I brought it up like a couple of months later being like, you know, did you see this person? He is like three years old. He doesn't even remember what he ate for lunch. Right. Like, yeah. You know? So yeah. he's like, who? But, you know, <laughs> yeah. it just. I It always kind of worried me like, oh, my God, what if he picks up on stuff that I do? Yeah. And it's made me uneasy throughout certain parts of my life Mm -hmm. and as much as like yeah I've had some good experiences I've had a lot of negative ones too I had even negative ones as a teenager and it was just kind of one of those things where I was more angry that he chose to go to my son yeah than anything else yeah um and that was that was the last time I heard from him that was the last time anyone had noticed anything. And what's so strange is it was, oh God, at that point, five, six years since he had died. It wasn't like wow. a recent thing wow. either. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea. I just remember being so angry and I yeah. thought I was like, I don't care if you're listening, fuck your sorries, fuck you. And I yeah. hope you're miserable wherever you are. Yeah. And yeah. a part of me was like, watch this come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. And I in a way feel like it was finally my last say of things yeah yeah and you're done did have you noticed anything more in your son no you know he he went through a phase that I did of having like a lot of really vivid nightmares as a child Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but like I I had such horrific, I still remember nightmares I had from when I was like five years old because they wow. were so horrifically dark and scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was raised in a Pentecostal Christian home. There was oh, nothing wow. dark ever. Exposed yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. something in my brain was creating this and I didn't know where I got it from. Um, I've definitely had a few run-ins with people that actually scared me to like my, my bones just mm-hmm. being around them oh jeez. Yeah. um I had one incident where I was working at what used to be Long's Drugs before it was CVS oh okay and um I remember I was working right before it was closing and this guy walked in and there's just me on the floor and I think I have a manager in the back mm-hmm. and he walks in and he looks at me and all of a sudden I feel like my stomach drop mm-hmm. out of nowhere Cause I'm a people person. Like when people mm-hmm. come in, I'm like, hi, you know, and I have my customer service voice. Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately am like, oh, and <laughs> it was just kind of a weird feeling. And then I go in the back aisle and I'm organizing stuff and he walks behind me and I feel my whole body shake and I almost vomit. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I could just yeah. feel like something is like dark heavy like to the point where I could actually I was shaking like I was Mm -hmm. terrified and I had to literally run into the back and keep myself in there until he left the store oh wow because I just didn't know what it was but something was telling me 
this is not a person you want to be around. Yeah. And I've only experienced that like twice in my whole life. And it is one of the most like bone chilling feeling to like all of a sudden go, I feel like I'm in danger standing next to this person. And I don't even know why. Um, and he gave me the weirdest smirk as he <gasps> left. And, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I survived it, but that was terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeesh. And, uh, oh, no, there was one other good one from when I was a kid. I don't really think about this one this often. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the less traumatizing ones don't stay as much. Yeah. I don't yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Oh God, I couldn't have been more than like first grade or something like that. And we, um, at the time my, my uncle lived, he was homeless and he lived in uh, downtown San Diego and we had gone down there to, you know, give him some food and, you know, just say hello. And as we're driving back, you know, there's this long row of homeless people. Like it's just, you can just tell that all of these people have just had the worst lives and they're just stuck on the side of the road. And I'm six years old. I don't understand what this means or why. Mm-hmm. And we're stuck at a light. And there's this one man who looks so sad. Like, I just mm-hmm. remember staring at him and just thinking he looks so sad. And all of a sudden I see someone kind of like, and this is the middle of the day. Someone almost like, almost almost appear next to him, mm-hmm. but in this faded way, and it put its hand on this man's shoulder, and he sat up like this, <gasps> and then all of a sudden I saw him smile, and I realized whoever he had been crying for was there with him. Oh. Because the instant I saw the hand, he went, and I saw him smile. And I went, I told my mom, I said, mom, I think there's another angel out there. And, you know, she's listening to her six-year-old daughter, like, oh yeah, there are angels everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) But you could tell, like, he was just as taken back by it. And like, even looked and there was no one there. Yeah. He couldn't see anybody. Wow. Um. So it's like little things. Yeah. Like if I had not been paying attention, I wouldn't have noticed them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting life. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> we actually had to buy our home that I'm in right now sight unseen. So oh, gosh. I had every fear in the world. Yeah. And I was going to walk into this house and go, so I sleep in the backyard or something <laughs> like a tree house yeah yeah no clearly i'm making somewhere else my home <laughs> and uh i walked in and the air was light oh and good. it felt like i could take really clear breaths and i was like oh we're okay here like oh, i could good. feel that yeah because i've had the opposite where right. i walked in um I don't know if you guys want another like dark one. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're talking like not just like creepy, but more of like kind of goes into like my dark childhood and stuff like that. I mean, if you're comfortable sharing that, yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. So um when 
I told you like my, my grandfather, he, uh, horrible human being. Mm-hmm. And I had blocked out of my memory what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I lost about a year and a half of my life oh, wow. and I didn't understand why. And it was actually the same year I was diagnosed with depression when I was only nine years old. Oh, and, um, sorry. you know what, there's darkness in all our lives and we just do the best we can to live with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, eventually my mother cut him out of our lives mm-hmm. took way too long. Um, and he died when I was 16 years old and my mother inherited his house as her estate. Okay. And so the brothers got stuff divvied up. He was a very wealthy, wealthy man. And he got it by conning and he was a shit human being. Yeah. But he had money. He had the business and the house and it got divided between the three kids. One got money, one got the business, one got the house. And so my mother's responsibility was to go to the house to go through everything so we could have an estate sale, get it all cleaned up and sell the house. Well, this is also my mother's childhood home where he abused her. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's coming up for her while being there. Mm -hmm. And at the time I knew that I was super uncomfortable being in the home, but I didn't really remember why. Okay. And my, my mother, um, was just so distraught over everything. And to the point where she would wake up in the middle of the night screaming because her dad's death had re-triggered everything that had happened to her as a kid. Um, and so she told me, you know, I, I just need your help. Like if, if you'll just go with me and I was like, yeah, okay. I really don't want to be anywhere near this man's shit, but whatever. (laughs) And, uh, we went and it was just the two of us. And at one point she goes, um, let's walk back towards the bedroom where all of his stuff was. And I froze. Like when we got to a certain part of the hallway And it felt like I was going to vomit. Oh, wow. And I remember going, something's wrong. And I turned to my mom and I was like, I don't feel good all of a sudden. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm sure you're fine kind of thing. And the closer I got, the dizzier I got and the sicker I felt. Mm. And I remember when we were kids, we were told that room was off limits. You cannot go in that room. Yeah. And so we didn't even go near the door because it was just kind of one of those things where you knew since you were a little kid, you don't go over there. Yeah. Um, and it was the very first time that when I walked into that room, I had my first flash of memory of something mm-hmm. that had happened because I had never been in the room and suddenly I remembered the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just trying to grapple with whatever was going on because I didn't understand like right. why my brain was doing what it was. And my mom starts going through his things and kind of like finding some of the weird, creepy shit that he had. And I remember hearing a voice in the room and I remember smelling the bubble gum. <gasps> That's one of the things, too, that really upset me about my son. Mm-hmm. Um, that smells actually a real trigger for me oh, because God. I smell it and it's like he's here. Yeah. Um, and 
all of a sudden I told my mom, I said, did you find some of his gum? She goes, no. Why? I said, I smell his gum. And she goes, no, like that you're probably just having weird memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, he loved karaoke and cause he's a narcissist. He loved to perform. He loved to do mm-hmm. all that. Sure. And his favorite song to sing was bad, badly Roy Brown. <laughs> and I remember sitting in the room. No, I was just standing there. I was terrified to sit. I was terrified to touch anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden you could hear his karaoke machine crackle in his, in in the other room. Oh, Mm. no. (laughs) And, you know, he had this like area that was like his pool table. He had a glass chess set. You know, he, he had a lot of expensive things that children weren't supposed to touch. Mm -hmm. And I remember going in the room following kind of the sound and it was quiet. And for the first time in my life, I was like, I could touch whatever the fuck I want here. And so, you know, <laughs> I'm going over to his glass, like chest set and just kind of touching it. It's kind of like a big fuck you kind of thing, like doing stuff. And as I'm like with, I'm in the room, I hear the microphone feedback yeah. and I look at the system and it's off. Like there's no lights on because I remember singing with him on the thing and all the whole thing. This is in the 90s, his old machine. So they would light up and, you know, his I started hearing like a weird crackle and I go over to the microphone to check and the thing says it's off and whatnot. I'm like, that's really weird. And I go back to kind of like just touching things that I knew I wasn't supposed to touch and going through. And one of the pool table balls goes across the table and slams into the side (gasps) like he was telling me to fucking stop yeah and I was like well that was enough for me and I had to stomach the rest of the time that I was sitting there with my mom and I didn't want to tell her these things because again she was so religious she probably would have freaked out and told me that I'd been attracting some kind of demon or some, I don't know. And <laughs> crazy shit. So I just kind of had to deal with it. I also didn't want to stress her with what she was dealing with. Um, but that was the last interaction I had with him before what happened with my son. Mm. So it was just kind of like this really weird, almost cycle of things kind of coming yeah. back again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can definitely say throughout the years, I've had some really cool experiences. I've also had ones that I will not forget because of the fact that it literally burned something into me. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping that now that we're in a quiet, peaceful house, our family is healed from a lot of stuff. We've gotten rid of a lot of toxicity. I'm hoping that this just kind of means that this is going to be a positive thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. And that a lot of whatever darkness had kind of been following me throughout my life is just kind of going to go away. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, that's in a nutshell, <laughs> what, yeah. what crazy I've experienced throughout my life. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Really good reason to take a break from my break. 
<laughs> I'm glad I didn't at least give boring stories. No, I had oh, chills gosh, on most no. of them. Yeah, like, I actually started getting like goosebumps thinking about some yeah. of it too, because yeah. there are certain things like you don't forget feeling an invisible force crawling into the bed with you. Oh gosh, no. no. You know, you don't forget your child seeing things when there was nothing there. Right. You don't forget things saying your name. You don't forget your abusive grandfather trying mm-hmm. to yell at you for touching his things. You know, it's, it, it's really weird how some of this stuff leaves a different kind of mark on you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, hard to explain sure. until you really experience it, uh-huh. it. It does something to you where you're kind of more aware of. I'm even sometimes in danger when I'm all alone. Yeah. yeah. Which is a really uncomfortable feeling, obviously. Yeah. I can't even imagine so I've kept an eye on my kid and I've been <laughs> asking him as he's grown up, like, hey, do you have any weird experiences or stuff growing up? And he was like, no, like, I think my anxiety played tricks on me a couple of times. But, you know, he's he's almost 14 now. Oh, okay. So, you know, now he, he jokes about it and he's like, no, I think I was just a really anxious kid and probably my mom was playing <laughs> tricks on me. Um, but I'm I'm just glad that he doesn't have to deal with it. And just right. hopefully the rest of the experiences will be much lighter and much better than the other ones so much more positive i had something similar happen to me last night actually where you like feel something on the bed and (gasps) something there rochelle no so i think i mentioned before that i'm pretty sure my apartment has a cat ghost (laughs) ghost yeah (laughs) okay i love it um and last night as i was going to bed dustin was still in the living room I was laying in bed and I felt one, well, I thought I felt one of the cats jump up on the bed and then start like kneading in the pillow. And so I was like, oh, Finn's here. And I turn around and there was no one there. No cat there. I had that happen a few weeks ago. Really? It it felt like a cat as well. And then I like thought Iris was there on the bed with me and I looked up and she wasn't there. But like I very distinctly felt a cat jump up into the bed and just like walk across the bed towards us that's so weird I made the joke to myself that it was our cat that had died because he always came into bed with us when we went to sleep it's it was scary though yeah (laughs) yeah not seeing something but it's still having a physical impact is very strange and terrifying yeah I can't imagine like Rochelle you it doesn't matter how many times you experience it yeah Rochelle you said you had a lot of parallels with her like stories and just like her nightmares and stuff like that yeah do you have like I mean did things like that happen to you growing up um yeah so I used to have really bad night terrors and fever hallucinations when I was young and so I would just have like a lot of really weird things happen and that's how my like fear of the tooth fairies (laughs) (laughs) so Brittany we uh, talked about this on one of our past podcasts that Rochelle has been and still is uh terrified of the tooth fairy as well as um mascots I wouldn't say mascots yeah yeah but when she was little she was terrified of the tooth fairy so go ahead and talk about that Rochelle (laughs) I had a dream that was very real very real that (laughs) the tooth fairy was this like grotesque orange lady with a big nose and she like took a nap on my bed without asking (laughs) (laughs) 
and yeah, I just really didn't like the idea that somebody would come into my room and stick their hand under my pillow while I was sleeping without my permission. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would have these <laughs> night terrors in which I would like some of them would be like I, I would just hear music and I'd yell to like turn the music off, turn the music off. And my mom was always like, there's no fucking music here. Like, <laughs> um, and then another one was I would feel like I was like out in the middle of the ocean and it was just like waves around me. And I would like call for my mom, call for my mom, and she'd be there the whole time. But like it, I couldn't see her at all. It was like super scary. Oh yeah, that would be and, scary. Um, I also still get um, sleep paralysis quite often, Ugh. which is not fun. Oh, yeah. And no. it's like sometimes it's like you're stuck to the bed, but other times it's just like all of a sudden your whole body goes numb and you like can't feel anything. And then you feel that like falling sensation. Yeah. Or you feel like there's something holding you down or there's something in the room. Ugh. My mom has had it one night where she felt like something was picked her up and was throwing her around the room oh my gosh yeah wow i can't even imagine i do not like that (laughs) yeah well Brittany, thank you so much for joining i'll let it this out i saw your thing about your thing dying but i think we're finishing up right yeah yeah i'm roasting in here so okay (laughs) all right i'll edit that part out but um Brittany, thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate you coming on these stories were amazing sad scary i think promising too you know hopeful that kind of stuff and so we we just really appreciate it yeah of course i'm glad that i could at least give a little bit of entertainment (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) Nice awesome. to always share with people that know the same, that believe in the same scary crap that you do. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want more of us three lovely ladies, you can find us at historiesandmysteries.ca. We're also on TikTok where you can see the famous uh, Iris Cat of Justice. And <laughs> we, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, also, if you could rate and review us, that would be really appreciated fabulous and tell us if you've ever experienced anything like sleep paralysis or night terrors yeah that would be really cool and what your experience was and if you fear the tooth fairy or not (laughs) (laughs) awesome well we look forward to bringing you two new stories next week Bye. bye